tonight we are continuing our conversation about losing ourselves in motherhood. Uh, This is definitely a relatable topic. Lots of messages from you guys. So I am really glad that we chose to make this a series. Uh, A few of your messages talk about women's health and how it isn't given the same treatment uh, or same attention as men's health, specifically in the medical industry. And I would really love to do an episode on this in the future. I considered squeezing it into this series, but uh, it really is its own topic. Um, So I am excited to get into that more in the future. And there is honestly so much more I want to cover on this series. When I was planning all of this out, I really felt that uh, three episodes would be enough to kind of cover it all. But we really haven't touched on so, so much. So we're going to be extending this series a little bit. Um, Tonight, we're going to be talking about how losing yourself in motherhood creates shifts in your relationships, your spouse, friends, family, all of it. Uh, And if you haven't already, definitely subscribe to the new extra paywall content. We keep the girls night going there. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the body and brain changes that come with pregnancy and motherhood. There is a link to subscribe to that in the episode description as well as on our page. Thank you so much for being here. It is going to be a great girls night. They really affect the shit out of everything, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I yelled. Sorry, I cried. Turns out mommy brain is a real thing. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) Right. This is Girl Same with your host, Brittany. Girl. Girl. Girl Same. Hi guys, welcome back to Girl Same, our girls night podcast. I'm Brittany, your host, and I am here with Marissa. And this is the longest we have gone, just you and me. Yeah, we haven't had any guests in a long time. We we? haven't. And we do have some really great guests lined up. So I'm excited for that. But um, it's also it's kind of nice too. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little it's easier when it's just you and me. (laughs) Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. The two of us. You and I. (laughs) I hope you guys uh, enjoy our singing. Because I've noticed we've been doing it more and more. (laughs) There's a mic right in front of me. What am I supposed to do? I think our confidence is getting a little too cocky right there. (laughs) Please know we understand we are not good at singing. (laughs) No delusion here. No delusion. All right. So tonight we are talking relationships and how they are affected by motherhood. Um, When doing research on this, I could not believe how little there is on this topic. Mm -hmm. Like nothing. I mean, when you Google anything, anything at all, there's like endless shit that comes up. Right. I I could not. There was there was nothing, nothing offered. <laughs> there was a handful of articles, but they were very outdated. Yeah. And they were very um they just weren't like in depth. There wasn't a lot to them. And I I was really, really surprised that there was little talk on this because I think this is a huge, huge thing mm-hmm. mothers go through. I'm not surprised, but I, I guess I take huge. it back as soon as I said, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I'm like, no, I'm not surprised. No. Okay. I'm gonna take that back. Seems all right. <laughs> One of the best words to describe motherhood, a common word to describe it is isolating. Yeah. Um, And it's crazy to think that like something that is so universal can be so lonely. Mm -hmm. 
but it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it really, really is. So I am going to, um, over the series, I'm going to break this down into three parts, uh, your relationship with your spouse, how that changes, which we are going to be talking about tonight. And then how your relationship with relationships with your friends change. And then also with your family. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to your partner or your spouse, huge changes always affect your relationship obviously right yes and this is like a massive one yes (laughs) um so first and one of the big ones for myself was exhaustion Mm -hmm. both physical and mental exhaustion yeah um so when we go through this marissa has given birth to her three children i've adopted my three children so we both are going to have a little bit of a different experience and perspective on it Mm -hmm. um but I definitely, I definitely was affected. <laughs> it's hard not to be <laughs> when you bring a baby into your home. Right? Yes. They really affect the shit out of everything, don't they? They really do. <laughs> they really do. Right? Um, but you know, it's like when you are, when you're exhausted, which you are. Yeah, constantly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless you are super rich and have an insane amount of help. Oh my or, God. I would love a nanny. A live-in nanny. That's what I would like. Or just maybe a butler. (laughs) A butler would be a little bit better. And a chef. And a chef. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Dream big. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you have that or you have like, you're one of the lucky ones who have amazing family around you who you, one, trust. Yeah. And two, step up and actually help. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, you're exhausted. Yes. So... (laughs) Um, you know, but like when you are, it's so hard. It's hard to process your feelings. Mm -hmm. It is hard to regulate your feelings, your emotions, and it's hard to communicate those things. And it's, but it's also hard to like understand things that are being communicated to you. Yes. You know, because you're just, you're just not all there. (laughs) No, you're not. I mean, and it starts, it starts so early in your pregnancy. I knew I was pregnant with Evelyn because I flipped out over nothing. Right. And I was like, ooh, something, something's off. <laughs> a little and spicy even I'm for me. A little spicy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and all throughout pregnancy, you're either crying or you're mad or you're really happy or you're asleep. <laughs> and then it just, it just gets worse after you have the baby because then you're like so in love with this thing, but that makes you sad and it makes you happy and you're tired and there's so much to do, but you're still in pain. So you can't do any of it. Uh-huh. It's a lot. It's a lot. I have thinking to know, about it. Did you flip out over Taco Bell? No, that was while I was pregnant. I know, but I was curious if there was a before. What did you flip out about? I can't even remember. It was nothing. I remember flipping <laughs> out about it and then being like, whoa, <laughs> hold on. I'm not even upset about that. Not, it's weird. <laughs> doesn't bother me at all. I don't know why I'm mad. <laughs> That's always the worst when you have these like raging bursts of anger and emotion. Yeah. And then you're like, all of a sudden you like peak and you it all comes out. And you freak out about nothing. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, you're like, mm, that was a bit much. <laughs> but you can't back down after that, right? No, you got to hold it. You're like, no, I'm going to stand my ground. I meant when I said that was that upset me. <laughs> that was you should have put the cheese in the drawer. Okay. <laughs> you should have done it. <laughs> but we're in agreement. You should have put it away. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I yelled. Sorry, I cried. Right. But the cheese goes in the drawer. <laughs> Stop making me cry. Right. <laughs> Oh my god. It's funny because it's so true. 
I remember, I can remember growing up, uh, my mom was a single mom. (laughs) Uh, She had very specific, um, like, snacks that we could have and stuff. Um, And she had, I'm pretty sure it was cheese sticks in the drawer in Mm -hmm. in the fridge. And we weren't supposed to have those. It wasn't one of our snacks or whatever. But my brother had them. And I remember in the car uh when she found out that he had him and she was like i told you not to eat the damn cheese sticks out of the damn fridge and at the time i was like geez calm down but now i'm like i get it you know i told you not to eat it (laughs) i was saving them but now they're gone so it's funny i there are definitely times that i remember my mom freaking out over stuff yeah and as a child thinking the same thing like damn dude it's yeah. just a cheese stick. Right. Like, calm down. <laughs> now, as a mother, I mean, I said don't touch the cheese Exactly. Like, why don't you listen? Why is that so hard? <laughs> yeah. You know? When we would be uh, driving anywhere, my brother and I would be in the back seat, and we would do just the, he's touching me, he's looking at me, the uh, bickering yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And my mom, I mean, she would just, you know, freak out and I'm going to pull the car over and knock it off and all this stuff. And then again, in the moment, I'm like, it's a little bit much. Like, we're what are we really doing now? I understand we were slowly driving her insane. There are times when I'm riding in the car and the girls are both whining Mm -hmm. and I feel like I cannot breathe. (laughs) I feel like I could just could I just pull off the road with all of us? It, it's it is especially when you're in the car because you are like um, you're trapped you're trapped yeah all the sound is trapped there with you Ugh. it's horrible and you can't do anything about it you can turn the radio up but then i feel about it. i'm like am i hurting their ears they're gonna cry louder <laughs> <laughs> that's brian's go-to when they're crying in the living room let me just turn the tv up <laughs> just turn it up over you yeah <laughs> it's fine i go in there i'm like is the tv so loud because they're loud <laughs> well now it's just extra loud so now everything's loud <laughs> That didn't help at all. (laughs) But, you know, like with. okay, so with when you're a new mom, it's not just it's not just being exhausted because you're also stressed to the max. Yeah. Um, You are anxious. Yeah. You've got this new like thing you're supposed to keep alive. Yeah. Right. So you're freaking out about that. And then, you know, after giving birth, a lot of this stuff is completely out of your control, which we're going to talk about more later Mm -hmm. for me personally like our adoption process was extremely stressful um it was a very very long process Mm -hmm. it went on for years and it had so many unknowns and tons of information constantly being thrown at us Mm -hmm. which i guess in a lot of ways is very similar to pregnancy (laughs) yes it is yeah um because you really are just constantly being thrown information and it's stressful and i mean it is very similar so and then you know you mix all of that stress with the no sleep and you mix that in with the anxiety and all these other things going on and it's just really hard to be able to communicate your needs to get your needs met when your brain is in like a constant like fog yeah it is and it's like you said you get all this information you're prepared you think when you're pregnant and you know what's going to happen but then as soon as you hit the hospital that's when the brain fog started for me Uh and then I don't know we're a little over a year now it's not gone yet (laughs) it's getting better (laughs) it's getting better that's good (laughs) you know and i know that that has to do with your brain and Mm -hmm. and everything and i know that there's like a um like a physical actual thing happening to Mm -hmm. your brain when that happens but i do feel like i've been affected a bit by 
<laughs> you too. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not, it's not just the pregnancy. It's just, and I know that you didn't physically give birth to your babies. That doesn't mean you didn't lose sleep. That doesn't mean you didn't have right. the anxiety. I mean, it's still a newborn baby. And then you think about all these things that you could, <laughs> that <laughs> stuttering I'm so nervous (laughs) it's uh, all these things that could go wrong with your baby and you're constantly like checking on them I don't know I mean that's like how it was with Trinity when I had her when I brought her home I you know it was constantly waking up peeking over to make sure she's breathing and you know it's like when they finally sleep and you get a chance to sleep but then you can't sleep because you're worried about them when they're sleeping and it's it's a lot and that's that's true whether you gave birth or you adopted it's It's true and you know the the thing is that's crazy is with you when you're going through a pregnancy you have all these doctor's appointments yeah and i'm assuming here but i feel like they let you they do tell you some of the like physical things and like keeping your baby alive yeah and that kind of stuff right but like with the adoption process you don't really get that yeah there are certain like classes and stuff you have to take but it is it's not like a specific taking home a newborn yeah well i mean they don't give you they no. don't give you a lot no i thought at first just you trust meant, you yeah, i mean yeah godspeed well that's how my doctors were it seemed like at every appointment when i would have a new nurse and be like is this your first i'm like nope third and they're like oh okay and then that was pretty much it <laughs> you've got this. i don't even need to talk to you <laughs> i'm like no but i'm still scared right? <laughs> you know because when we brought ellie home I had nannied for so long yeah. that I I just in my head was so convinced that this really wasn't going to be much different than like nannying. Yeah. I was wrong. Yes. It's extremely different. Yes. Uh, number one, I had only nannied obviously from three months on mm-hmm. and not ever nannied for a newborn to three months. Yeah. And the second biggest thing is uh, when I nannied at five o'clock, I checked out. Turns out five o'clock is actually when hell starts. <laughs> it's that the worst the witching time. hour. Yes. yes. It's the yes. worst time to have a child around you. And so therefore nannying is not the same as being a parent. Yeah. Yes. And I think I told you with Skylar and Evelyn, I never really experienced that. They were just super chill babies. Chill, yeah. Trinity. Trinity taught me <laughs> that babies can be different. All babies are different. <laughs> teach their own we all have our own needs and our- <laughs> yes it's very needy, <laughs> very needy. <laughs> marissa told me earlier today that trinity has dropped down the list trinity used to be my number one girl yeah she is my number three child now wow she is at the bottom of the list because of how needy she is <laughs> and and it's it's not even just that she's needy. I know that she's a baby, so it makes sense that she is the most needy. Yeah. But she's so annoying about it. She's, I mean, <laughs> she stands in front of me with her hands out. She's like, me, 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 me. And I'll pick her up. And then she wants to, like, roll around. And if I don't pay exact attention, if I'm not, like, looking in her eyes the whole time, then she's smacking my face, knocking mm-hmm. my glasses off. And she thinks it's funny. And then she'll slide down back onto the floor off my lap and then two seconds later turn around me 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 and if I don't pick her up immediately she just starts crying and it's a fake cry yeah which is even more annoying than a real cry oh it really is and that's just a constant that's um that's what she does from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed is this a younger no youngest child thing because that described my youngest miles to a t maybe the most attention seeking yeah needs if you aren't looking at him 
He is not satisfied. Mm -hmm. He wants you to watch him breathe. Well, and I think maybe so, because with Skylar and with Evelyn now, I can have conversations with them. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, we can actually do things and and stuff like that. But with Trinity, um, even though, you know, she's starting to get a little bit older now, but I still can't hold a conversation with her. I can't. She can't keep a conversation. (laughs) She can't keep a conversation. (laughs) She's terrible at it. How was your day? No, none of no small talk. None of it. Okay, so the other, the next one I want to talk about is role change. Mm -hmm. Like what you might have been able to take care of or be in charge of around the house leading up to bringing in a baby, Mm -hmm. uh, you might not be able to any longer. And, you know, maybe one of you is now uh, working from home Mm -hmm. or is not working to stay home. And that's a huge shift. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, so with all of those changes there it's major shifts in the relationship Mm -hmm. as well and um there's a lot of times where like roles that have been very clear throughout the relationship from the very beginning yeah now have to change yeah and regardless of how like strong your relationship is that is going to have an effect on it it is yeah i think it's it's weird for brian and i because i came into our relationship with a kid so i came with a child and it started you know from the beginning Mm -hmm. but i was always very careful about making sure that he knew you know he he took in skylar from day one i've always said that he is skylar's dad you know Mm -hmm. he's pretty much raised him but um but I, I didn't want it to feel forced. So for a long time, I did everything I could to take the responsibility of parenthood off of him because I know that he, you know, he wasn't technically his parent. Um, and then so when we had our own kids, it was kind of like, okay, but now these are your children. <laughs> Welcome to parenthood. Right. <laughs> now I need you to do stuff. Right. So that wasn't really my plan to make it last forever. That was just a <laughs> this kid thing. That was just this <laughs> one. And also I'm really busy with that one. So I'm going to really just help out like majorly. With yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he did good. You know, I mean, he's always been there for Skylar stepped up. I mean, yeah, he, pretty much. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's mostly just in my head. And I think that's a really good point, too, because with like role changes and stuff, a lot of times, especially I think for us women, Mm -hmm. um, we have these things in our heads, right? Of like what our role is supposed to be, Mm -hmm. what their role is supposed to be, Mm -hmm. how it should look, how it should be scheduled, how it should be structured. Like we have all that in our head. Right. And so regardless of that, actually, if that fits our situation, if that actually makes sense, if it even works for us, doesn't really matter. It's. What's supposed to happen in our right. head? <laughs> I I struggle with that so Me too. much. I think that that point that you just made right there is um, the basis of a lot of Brian and I's um, issues. Yeah. You know, we have, if we ever argue about something, it is mostly because in my head, you should be doing this. Yeah. Or you shouldn't have done that. And you should know that. Right. But I don't communicate that. How would he know that? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I get mad at something. But that's, I mean, that's that's a good point. I've never thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are sitting here with the Dr. Brittany. <laughs> you can start sending in all of your uh, marriage issues to Girl Same the Podcast, and I'll just start working through them. You sure know? about that? No. <laughs> don't do that. I don't. don't you, you, you know, For the sake mm-hmm. of your lives, don't do that. <laughs> she said one good thing. <laughs> let's not. Let's not go crazy. 
<laughs> no, I do. I think that especially, especially with motherhood, yeah, because motherhood is pushed on you so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, from when you're a little girl and you're handed babies to take care of baby dolls. Yeah. Um, and then when you get older and it, I mean, you're at a, you're still young and yeah. there's this push to get married and there's this push to have kids. The second you get engaged, people start asking when you're going to have a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm we aren't married yet we're i would i would not before the wedding not during the wedding isn't the plan <laughs> just right there after the right. vows well i was pregnant when i got married to brian my mom was pregnant was when it? she married my father i remember you told yeah. me that yeah we had an episode <laughs> uh-huh. on that yeah nothing wrong with that but i don't think anybody purposely aims to be very pregnant on their wedding day no no and i feel like what uh several people wanted me to do was to be like, you know, I do pop the baby out. Because that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, like, really? Like, let's go. Yeah. Where's that baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that because of all that pushed on you and this idea, since you're a very little girl, that you start building off of what they tell you in your mind of what it's going to be like. Yeah. What it's going to be like to be a mom, what it's going to be like to be married, how that dynamic is going to kind of play out and all this. And men are not typically raised to think like that. They're not right. put in the situation. They're not constantly pushed when you can have kids, when you can have kids, when you have kids. Mm-hmm. They're pushed uh, more towards like a career and stuff, yeah, right? Like what are you going to do to support the children exactly. that your wife is going to have? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then with that, they are not spending their entire life picturing and imagining what they're going to be like as a dad. Right. So they don't really have this idea that it needs to happen like we have in our head, the, how it's supposed to lay out. And that's kind of scary, too, when you have children with somebody, because even Brian and I, we were together for how long, like seven, six, seven years, something like that mm-hmm. before we had children together. Um, and I knew who he was as a person. I knew who he was as a partner, mm-hmm. as somebody that I live with but it's scary because you don't know what kind of parent they're going to be exactly until that baby's here and then it's too late yeah <laughs> they suck there. suck <laughs> to suck you know exactly it is what it is and but. there are so many situations where uh even you know you you feel very confident like there's no there all the signs point to this man's going to be great father mm, yeah a lot of times doesn't pan out that way mm-hmm Growing up, well, not growing up, but as Skylar was growing mm-hmm. up, I always used to think I'm so glad I have a boy, right? <laughs> you know, but now I got two <laughs> girls. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly how I feel. Because if you think about, I mean, raising them in, in general, everything is, leans easier to be a boy. It does. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to puberty with two girls oh at the God. same time. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Mm-mm. So maybe I will peace out before then. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Keep you updated. <laughs> there is also a huge increase in household like duties, chores, yeah. work, mm-hmm. everything, right? Yeah. And so now, even if you had all that kind of figured out, I typically handle this and mm-hmm. you typically handle that. Well, now a baby comes in with all their own needs, mm-hmm. just adding to the shit show and so now you have all this additional work and all that and you have to divvy that up in a way that works for both of you yeah you know it's true yeah I mean I know that before um before I had Evelyn or Trinity I was I was still in charge of like the house and things like that Brian has always been the breadwinner and I've always been the house 
what winner. A, the house winner. <laughs> <laughs> what is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> not house winner. It's not house winner. House homemaker? Homemaker. I've go. always been the homemaker. I like house winner better. But. I like house winner too. So Brian's the breadwinner. I'm the house winner. <laughs> and, uh, but then it is when, when you have a kid... Brian is, uh, Evelyn comes, Brian's still the house winner. I'm, I'm no, Brian's still the breadwinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still the house winner. But then we have Evelyn and she yeah. comes with diapers and more laundry and more mm-hmm. dishes and, and who's waking up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for a long time I woke up in the middle of the night, um, because Brian had to work. And then eventually I was like, fuck that. I got to do yeah. stuff during the day too. We're going to have yeah. to take turns. And so right? that's what we did. So we just started taking turns getting up in the middle of the night. I was like, I can't do it every night. A lot of women do that. A lot of women take that on. Um, and that never made sense to me because, uh, yes, you do need to be alert to do your job, yeah. which is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also need to be alert to not let your kid die on your watch exactly and then also it turns out you actually just need sleep like regardless even if you're gonna sit on your butt the entire day yeah you actually still need sleep (laughs) It, it was bad it got really bad you know i was in school um when uh when i had evelyn and i was taking a class and most of my classes were online but this one was like a zoom you had to do the video uh class or whatever Mm -hmm. and um i would always have my camera off um because i had evelyn (laughs) um with me but there was one class i got so embarrassed because (laughs) i fell asleep during the class just sitting on the couch evelyn fell asleep so i fell asleep and i woke up to the teacher saying marissa marissa did you need something are you on here did you need to talk to me and I was like, nope, sorry. And then I just closed the <laughs> class out really quick. Like, and I, I don't know how long you yeah, know, right. it had been, yeah. but I was so embarrassed. It's really funny. So bad. Because <laughs> you need sleep. Yeah. I used to nanny for this family. And the, the lady that I nannied for, her sister-in-law had come and they were just the nicest people. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there when they came to visit and she had her kids and stuff. We were, the kids went and took a nap and we were all kind of just having a conversation. And she was talking about how her daughter doesn't sleep and how she is like the sole person who, you know, mm-hmm. is accommodating her and stuff like that at night. And she just won't sleep. And that it got to a point where she was so sleep deprived, mm-hmm. this mom that she crashed her car into a tree Oh my! and gosh. she was fine. But that's, you need sleep you, <laughs> you do yeah sleep, you I, I figured that out when i had trinity if you if you don't sleep on your own you mm-hmm. will just go to sleep exactly I, yeah i mean it was it was tough trinity was really really tough it was near constant she was awake and she was yeah. crying it was i mean for like the first month or so it was bad and yeah. I mean, I, we were all suffering. I really felt like I was going to die. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to survive it. And, you know, too, a lot of these people with thoughts of, you know, just wanting to either the cry it out method mm-hmm. or that kind of stuff, whichever way you, you feel about that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if it gets to that point where you are like going to fall asleep at the wheel, yeah, you have to put that aside and yeah. you you need sleep and i had this conversation with her because i was kind of explaining like why it's so important because you are not going to be the mother you want to be yeah you're putting yourself at risk i mean you have to really think about it and it's so hard because you want to be constantly attending your baby mm-hmm. and be that superstar mom and no honey i could do it i can do it all uh, but you can't 
<laughs> right. And that's the thing, uh, because I, I found myself starting to get mad at Trinity. You yeah, know, I was I was like angry with a baby. Mm-hmm. I wanted to yell How at dare her. dare you wake up? I, right. I've been there. It's hard. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of what I had to do. I had to I had to keep reminding myself that she is going to be fine if you put her down. Yeah. It's fine if she cries. And that's one thing that I have always I've always been bad at if my kids cry. I'm like, oh, come here, come here. I'll hold mm-hmm. you. Don't worry about it. But and Brian's always like, you just got to let them sometimes. You yeah. know, you're going to coddle them too much. Yeah. And then they're they're not going to know how to resolve things on their own. And so I'm, I'm still working on that. But that's, that's <laughs> what I had to do. Work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> but that's uh, what I had to do with Trinity when she yeah. was younger. I mean, it, at some points, so I just had to put her down just so I could step away and not hear crying. I've and, been there. Like with Finn, he would, um, he was, he was very difficult with sleep. Mm-hmm. Ellie was, uh, I feel like Ellie was just your average baby. She yeah. wasn't uh, phenomenal, but she wasn't horrible. Yeah. Miles was phenomenal sleeper and Finn was like horrible. <laughs> so so I, you got a little bit of each. I did like me. That's cute. Yeah. And uh, he would, he would, I would get, um, feel myself getting angry at him mm-hmm. uh, because he would go and then he would wake up Ellie. Yes. And then I had to deal with both of them at like four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I found myself too, like feeling waking up pissed. Yeah. That I had to get up. And I, I did not, I did not like that feeling. You feel bad. You feel guilty. Why am I mad? Why am I like, yeah. Cause I'm fucking tired. <laughs> there were there. Well, and you even know, I went through that phase where when um, Trinity was still in our room and she would not sleep if she was in there, she was waking up in the middle of the night um, to eat and I would feed her, but then she would see me in the bed next to her and she would not go back to sleep. So I don't remember how long it was, but a couple of weeks I told Brian, I said, till her room is finished and she can move out. I'm not sleeping in here. And yeah. so I crashed on the couch for like two, three weeks, something like that. You did. This went on for a long time. Yeah. But you know what? She woke up in the middle of the night and she went right back to sleep. And I'm like, this is, this is my point right here. Exactly. This is why I'm down here. I'm the problem. I know. And I felt so bad for Brian because I know, you know, he would kind of linger in the living room and he'd be like, you, you laying down here again? Or yeah. he'd be like, good night, I guess. And I'm like, I know. I'm sorry, but I, I have to sleep. sleep. <laughs> this works out better for everybody. All three of us are getting sleep. Don't you see how much happier I am? I, know. <laughs> I told you that when you came in to like record the difference between like I saw you deter- deteriorating before my eyes. It was bad. It, it was, was bad it for was a long bad. time. And yeah. we talked a lot about it on this podcast mm-hmm. um, because I feel like oh, it's just relatable. Yeah. And for a long time, you would come in and you were like half with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then the second you started sleeping on the couch and actually getting sleep, you came in and you're like all peppy. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like night and day. Yeah. I, Goes yeah. to show. Doesn't matter what you're doing. You need sleep. You need sleep. Yep. Yeah. But now she's in her own room. I'm back in my bed. Beautiful. Everything. Everybody's happy. Right. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Oh, you made it through the great, the fairy tale ending, the Great War. Yes, the Great War. <laughs> we survived the Great War with Trinity. With Trinity, <laughs> sweet Trinity. <laughs> All right, the next one I wanted to talk about uh, is finances. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. I this is something that affects a ton of people. Yeah, I don't think that you can ever truly grasp how expensive children are. It's until so you're bad. you're yeah. with them, just yes. shoveling money out. Mm-hmm. And I know that for a lot of people that starts with like medical bills from the hospital and stuff like that. Um, 
obviously we didn't have to deal with any of that luckily mm-hmm. but there is so much need we couldn't i couldn't breastfeed obviously formula was in, uh, so expensive formula is insane it is nuts insane it's crazy to me that that's even something that is sold <laughs> like it just feels like it should be something that's right? free just give it, i mean they need it to survive exactly but yeah i mean we even go the cheap route or we did when she was drinking formula at sam's club yeah and even still it's like 25 bucks and it lasts for what two weeks yeah. so we're spending 50 dollars a month just on her formula mm-hmm. and, and then diapers diapers are 35 bucks a pop mm-hmm. and then you got wipes and yeah. And then something too that I feel like um a lot of people don't talk about or maybe it's just because we deal with it solely. But <laughs> <laughs> uh when they do get older, the amount of money I spend on um what is it called when you take them to the doctor, the a uh, copay. Copay, yeah. I, I'm just like copay out my ass. Like it's just everything is expensive constant it's yeah it's terrible even from like uh and and it's things that you you can't you just can't not do them yeah you know like giving birth the hospital um or the hospital stay and everything was like twenty thousand (laughs) dollars it's expensive to give birth you know and then you take them home and then they've got their first appointment their first appointment is like the next day Mm -hmm. you have to schedule it for like the next day or two they have to go in and uh and then trinity had a tongue tie so we had to get that taken care of and that's more money and it's uh, yeah i mean it's every and you can't plan for it because you don't know what needs your your baby's gonna have exactly i mean obviously you can assume basic but a lot of people too you might think oh i'm gonna breastfeed you don't know you can do that well i plan to breastfeed all three of my children i went into it completely focused on it and then i wasn't able you know i I wasn't able to breastfeed Skylar pretty much from the beginning. Mm-hmm. With Trinity, I made it several months. and I mean, with Evelyn, I made it several months. And with Trinity, I made it a little less than with Evelyn. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just, I just physically couldn't do it. You know, right. it's not like I gave up. I just physically couldn't. Yeah. And then what? Then you have to buy formula. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then two, you know, of course, this goes on with all the pressure of being a mom and being the perfect mother and providing the perfect everything for your kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want the best, right? So you want organic and you want to try and and have all the nice like, you know, um, like chemical free this and and all. But that shit is like twice as much as the other shit. Both of my girls have eczema, terrible eczema. You can just you can just show them a lotion with scent in it and they break out. <laughs> it is terrible. And I oh. feel bad even having them out in public in shorts, especially, you know, I, well, I was going to say in winter and winter, I don't want them in shorts. <laughs> you should really put some socks on that baby. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's terrible. I mean, and I can see people looking at their little legs and I don't know what to do. I lotion them. I've tried, I've tried everything. We have prescription ointments, which is expensive, all these different lotions. We have to have the, um, scent free, you know, body wash. I mean, everything. Mm -hmm. Miles has eczema too. We have to do the same thing. And it's the bottle of body wash that I have to buy for him Mm -hmm. versus the body wash that the other two can use. Yeah. It's like twice as much. Yes. Like the Johnson and Johnson costs nothing. Mm -hmm. The Dove scent free or pair, whatever it is, everything free. It's like $8 or something like that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right. And then the last one I have uh, for how motherhood changes your relationship with your spouse is unmet expectations. Uh, I had not considered this one and I thought it was how true 
and it's super significant. And I just, it had never really occurred to me, but mm-hmm. this kind of ties in a bit how we were talking earlier about your expectations of what you think you're going to be as a mom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what motherhood would be, but also like what you thought your partner would be as a parent. And it doesn't have to be like huge drastic swings. Like, Oh, I thought he'd be a good dad. He's horrible dad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But maybe you thought he would wake up in the middle of the night and he doesn't, or maybe you thought he would not want to do like the cry it out method. Mm -hmm. Um, But he does, or you know what I mean? Or maybe you didn't realize he's really comfortable, like leaving the baby with family members and you're not or you know things like that yeah. there's a lot of those small things that either one you thought would be a, a different way than they are mm-hmm. or you just hadn't considered you know yeah well with brian i am actually very surprised because um there were a lot of things um that surprised me about how he parents but it was all um positive surprises that's good <laughs> you know like so you thought real low of him and then (laughs) well you're like holy shit you are good dad this is crazy i hate to say i hate to say it like that but it's it's kind of like um he doesn't show emotions very good yeah you know he's not an emotional guy but he does really good with the girls you know Mm -hmm. he'll play with them he'll give them hugs and kisses and tell them he loves them and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's just not the kind of guy he is yeah um And then he's super protective over them. He is, you know, even still now when I go to leave the house, when it's just me and the girls, Mm -hmm. he still comes out and, you know, to say bye. But he always checks to make sure that they're in their car seats correctly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just making sure I pulled the I pulled the chest clip up and they're tight enough Uh, in there. Now, does that say more about who Brian is or about who Marissa is? It's a it's a combination, maybe, (laughs) I think. Um, but, uh, so that's, I mean, so that was a positive. He is also not great with, um, gross stuff, bodily, yeah. bodily fluids and stuff, but he changes diapers and stuff. So, you know, I think, uh, as far as unmet expectations, um, I, um, I, I still don't even know if I could blame him because I feel like, um, as far as the housework is considered, I do all of it and I want <laughs> <laughs> the way you said, I do um, all of it. <laughs> all of it, except for the trash. The mm-hmm. most I'll do with the trash is bag it up and put it on the back porch. I do that too. Yeah. It's a great way to let Coon know it needs to go out. I. It's not my job. And they'll even say, it's you couldn't bad. have just taken it down there. That's not my job. It's not my job. It's not my job. Mm-mm. You're lucky that it made it to the back porch. Exactly. Okay. I think what you mean to say is thank you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I do wish um, he would do more. I do think I had expectations of um, once the babies got here, we would split it a little more, especially since he got to start working from home. You Mm -hmm. know, I think I've said that on the podcast before where it kind of worked out great. Um, COVID, well, it's not great. COVID's not great, but it (laughs) COVID really worked in my favor. (laughs) I hate saying it, but it really did. Hey, there were positives to COVID. There were a lot of negatives. There was so many negatives, but But there were all so positive and it and it really worked out in our favor and 2020 was a great year for us and i hate saying that best year yet <laughs> it was and brian and i have talked in length about this and how bad you know it sounds to yeah. say that because i know i mean i know the 
<laughs> the severity of it. And right. I know how hard it hit a lot of people. And it's yeah, not a funny absolutely. thing. Yeah. But it just so turned out that that was a good year for us. Yeah. Um, and he ended up getting to stay home. Um, he left for paternity leave and just never went back to work. He just yeah. works from home now. So I thought that that would mean that he would he's home so he could help pick up more chores and right. stuff. And I do wish that he would do more chores. Um, but then I also know that I wouldn't like it if he did, you know, because I don't. <laughs> what a conundrum. <laughs> what a conundrum. I know because I'm I'm super controlling, you know, and I don't want to mop the floor. But if you mop the floor, it's not going to be done right. And then I'm going to have to mop the floor. Right? <laughs> so it's just I don't know. It's a, I'm, I don't meet the expectations. <laughs> I, I need meet to meet my own expectations. I don't. I really did think, you know, when I had both girls, I was like, this is going to be so cute. We're going to be dressing up and painting toenails and tea parties. Yes. No, I don't want to do any of that. No? No. Um, <laughs> I agree. I, you know, I wanted to be mom more than anything, anything in the world. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it all the time. I couldn't wait for it. I pictured what it would be like. I was so excited for it. Um, Kuhn, the same. He mm -hmm. really wanted kids. He was so pumped up and like, let's go. We're ready. As soon as we got married, we wanted to have kids, yeah. you know. Um, but a lot of what I had hoped it would be, <laughs> it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, it. I mean, it has, it goes without saying on this podcast, but right. it has its wonderful, wonderful moments. Oh, and absolutely. It's just is a lot harder than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, which is why we do this podcast, because I was not told how hard it was. Exactly. And that is why I am as stressed as I am. And I'm it's because I'm I'm learning it as I go. Whereas if someone had explained to me like the emotional, like the intensity <laughs> and, you know, all of this stuff, that would have helped me a lot so that it's not like me constantly wondering if it's me yeah you know exactly yeah I, I feel the same way I always feel bad when I leave here I'm like god I just talk so much shit about my family <laughs> <laughs> and I do I love my family more than anything yes. I would not change anything Absolutely. but it's, it's fucking hard it is fucking hard. hard and I hate how like talking about this with unmet expectations yeah my expectations were when I have a baby mm -hmm. life gets golden life is perfect right. life is this is what I'm here to accomplish and that's that's the thing there I mean that's how life is is presented to you yes. you grow up you get married you have children and you teach them to be the next generation yeah and that's that's where they draw the line they don't tell you how hard it's gonna be to <laughs> teach them you know anybody can have kids but you're supposed to make them be competent kind adults yeah and so you got to take it up even a notch past and keeping them alive you have to yeah. teach them to be good too and then you have to do it the whole time well they're just mean to you they're so mean to you they're so mean they hit me all the time and i can't hit them back no you just get to be hit i just get hit that's like the other day like finn came up behind me and smacked me as hard as he could on the butt yeah but for what reason no reason they no don't reason. care it's when I was on your Trinity just smacks my glasses off my face for no reason at all. <laughs> she thinks it's funny. I think it's the most annoying thing because then I've got fingerprints on my glasses. I've got to find them. I've got to clean them. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I put them on, she laughs and does it again. Mm -hmm. 
And then you hear these things in little bits and pieces, right? You hear little, little stories here and there. And mm-hmm. when you hear them separately, like you hear the story about her just like hitting your glasses off your face or whatever. And yeah. she giggles and that's so funny. That's so cute. Whatever. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> when it happens seven times in exactly. an hour every single day. <laughs> it's not funny. Right. Um, it also isn't funny when it's happening after you got four hours of sleep, have spent the entire day cleaning, accommodating other people. And it's the first time you sat down in five hours. Exactly. And you sit down and they smack your glasses off your face. So it's like all these little bits and pieces, these little stories and stuff that I heard like leading up to being a mom. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That yeah. was not in the right context. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's terrible. And I feel so bad a lot of the time for Skylar, my oldest kid, because um, my day is revolves around the girls. Yeah. It just does. He doesn't need help. He can make his own lunch. He can, he dresses himself. He's, he's good to go. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I put the girls down at night and I'm just done. Yeah. And that's when he is like, I turn and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, I forgot I have another There's one. Another one. Damn it. <laughs> and he does. He gets the short end of the stick. And I'm hoping Aww. that changes. <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to say about it. I know. I, I mean, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you do dedicate the rest of the day to him, then where is the time for you? I know. You know? I know, I would love to do like movie, watch movies with him, but he always wants to watch animated movies and mm-hmm. I can't bear it. You can't. I can't bear it. <laughs> I simply cannot. <laughs> I can't. And I, so I've tried, um, letting him watch movies from my past. We watched nightmare before Christmas. He didn't like it. Yeah. We watched Mrs. Doubtfire. He didn't like it. Like, well, how do you not like Mrs. Doubtfire? I don't know. He said, this is kind of boring. Can I go outside? Like I guess. <laughs> what do you mean? This is boring. <laughs> it's a classic. What do you mean? <laughs> it's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> he did love Matilda, so that oh, was a little Ellie redeeming. And Richie Rich. Do you oh, remember that yes. movie? God, I always, I, I was so jealous. Me too. That was the dream. Yes, it is the dream. It is. It's still the dream. <laughs> still, keep still on dreaming. dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, basically, you have this clear image in your head yes. of who you're going to be, what it's going to be like, who your partner is going to be. Absolutely. You've got it all figured out and you are just so lucky if any of it pans out that yeah. way at all. It just doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't. Literally, the only thing from my uh, my expectations that were met is her room. It looks exactly <laughs> how I wanted it to look. Um, well, there's that. That's it, though. You know, it's like everything else is different than what I thought. Uh huh. Yeah. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. I have a funny story. I, he might kill me for sharing this, but talking about like expectations and who your partner is going to be and stuff like that. Um. So for Coon, he never was around kids, mm-hmm. and I didn't really realize to like what extent I think I know what you're gonna say but go ahead go ahead (laughs) I didn't realize to what extent until after we had gotten married and everything and um he he didn't have younger siblings Mm -hmm. he didn't have friends with kids I mean I can't explain to you like how much he had no time around children right and uh so when we got Ellie um (laughs) (laughs) you know one of the first nights 
meaning she's a newborn because we brought her home at three days old. So she was she was itty bitty and uh, she was crying and stuff. And I had mentioned that she might be hungry and I was kind of doing something. And he looks around the kitchen and he was like, well, what should I give her? And I'm it's one of those things where you hear it and you're like, I didn't hear that right because there's literally only one thing she can have. Right. (laughs) So he looks around. He's like, can I give her this banana? That's my favorite story. <laughs> I, just, I, I love him so much. And he um, it's so funny because he's such a smart guy. He is so smart. He's a very smart man. Um, and he is he's such a he's such a great dad. And like when we got Ellie, like he was he wanted to step up and be the most amazing father in the world for that child. And so he stayed up with her at night and he just loved on her so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it was definitely a learning process. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's how it was for Brian too, because he had never really been around children. Right. And so, I mean, he never tried to feed our, our newborn solids, but I'm sure he uh, would have mushed it up. You think so? <laughs> mm. Just stuck it in her mouth. That's, have I ever told you that Evelyn, nothing is scarier than watching Evelyn eat a banana? No. Why? I can't even watch her anymore. <laughs> she puts it in her mouth and mm-hmm. then she has like her hand on the end of it like mm-hmm. this. And she's chewing the whole time. And she is just, she just <laughs> like keeps a it going. Yes. And she just pushes it in and she does not stop. And then her <laughs> cheeks are so full. Yeah. And I just know she's going to choke every time. But she... <laughs> She never does, but it's I can't watch her eat bananas. Wow. And that's her favorite food. So she eats a lot of them. Evelyn couldn't eat bananas, but my five day old could. I don't understand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, he said it with such sincerity. That's so sweet. sweet. He's so sweet. He just wanted to feed his baby. <laughs> he just wanted to make sure she's getting all her potassium. <laughs> Uh, all right well and a lot of ways when it comes to your partnership and everything you are losing your old relationship Mm -hmm. right you know it's really the only one that you have ever known uh with your partner Mm -hmm. and it becomes something very different and some for the better hopefully (laughs) and some (laughs) for the worse but either way it's not the same relationship that you walked into right um you know but but that relationship is a huge part of you. And so by losing that old relationship, you are losing more of yourself. And that's how exactly. this kind of all ties into like losing yourself in motherhood. Right. Because once you become a mother, that relationship you with you had your that you had with your partner is no longer there. Right. It's yeah. just not the same. It can't be the same. It's not at all. No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, that is it for our girls night. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. If you are not ready for Girls Night to be over, you can click the link in the episode description for our extended content. Every time I say that, I think of the TikTok that was like, what do you say? We keep these good vibes going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Make sure to find us at Girls Same the Podcast on all the socials. We love hearing from you guys. And never forget, nobody really has their shit together as much as you think. Uh, Come hang out with us every Monday. Bye. Girl. 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 Same.